0: welcome to soul self i'm your host shayna a mindset coach and master energy healer here to provide a conscious view and tools on navigating goddess spirituality here we discuss all things love sex relationships mindset manifesting confidence and more so you can live an abundant stress-free life full of pleasure and be the woman that lights up a room welcome back loves i hope you are doing well and I actually got a lot of really good feedback in regards to these episodes because it's helping you see how basically what I do and what my line of work is. Um, it really relates to the real world. <laughs> um, so that's really cool to see. And I actually we client in an hour and I don't think I'll go an hour on this episode, but let's just dive right on in. So this is going to cover episodes six through eight. So I don't want to paint Brad as a bad person, right? But between Brad and Cooper, we're playing these opposition of characters to almost allow you to realize and find what the balance would be for you or what you would want, right? Because we have two polar opposites. So Brad did seem genuine when he was singing the song to Billy and... I mean, if someone did that for me, like, shit, if I was Billy, I would be like, fuck you, have my babies. (laughs) Um, and then when we flip to Cooper trying to do the same sex moves with Billy that Brad had done where she's like, oh, you have to go in circular motions or what's the name of it? I don't remember what the name was, but whatever. Um, poor Cooper, right? Like poor Cooper. He is really, really trying to be a man and to please Billy. And she is also just like, it's hard because he's not going about it the right way. And she's also not being open and warm to him. She's kind of angry at him for him trying to be Brad. And and it's like, well, bitch, what do you expect? Like you're not communicating to him what you actually need and he's not communicating with her. Bottom line, they both need to learn the right way to communicate and probably just fucking hire me. <laughs> um, but deep down, this whole scenario, like Billy doesn't feel wanted. She doesn't feel desired. She's not ravished. Like she just wants to be grabbed and she wants to be in her feminine, but she's not explaining that to Cooper. And so then Cooper is trying to do what he, you know, what he's in front of him, you know, like the journal he's reading and trying to be Brad, but he's also not communicating with Billy as like, tell me what you need. What do you want to feel? What do you want to do when we're having sex? Right? Like there's no, there's no open conversation about their sex life right? Like it's behind closed doors and Cooper's trying to be Brad and Billy's not really talking about it, you know? And she's just like, Oh no, like, like she needs to stopping a doormat and be a boundary or she needs to stopping a doormat and set her boundaries. So that's their issue. But I will say it also brings to life the way we get stuck in routines in life, right? Like, you know how when they're sitting at the end of the bed and Billy's like, you don't touch me, like you haven't touched me since we have, you know, we've had the kids and Cooper's like, I'm sorry, I didn't even realize it till this whole thing started to happen. Like I've been so caught up with the kids and work. So I really do love that the show brings to light the way in which parents can actually get stuck in routine with their kids and and work and you know just in relationships like we get stuck in these mundane routines and that's why it's really important that you're constantly putting effort into relationships people think relationships should be easy and flowy and no effort should go into it that is not true you have to put effort into your friendship your working relationships your romance your r- romantic relationships Because if you're doing the same mundane things, having the same conversation, same restaurant, no one is going to hang around for that shit. Not even your best friend. Okay. Like change allows us to feel excited as human beings. Why do you think so many of us last year felt like a lot of our relationships were falling apart, right? Why do we feel like we were struggling so badly? Because we were doing the same shit all the time. Like, I remember having a moment where I was like, my relationships have become really shitty. And like, you know, on the phone, it was like, what's going on? It's like, oh, nothing, same thing, you know, like, there's never anything to talk about. There's nothing to, t- to share, really. And then we get bored. And then we can start easily thinking, oh, the relationship's bad or whatever. What I also want you to see is that men are single-focused beings. Cooper is occupied with work and she is occupied with the kids, but she's got a lot of sexual shame, right? So when he is coming home from work, like prior to this whole thing going down, she wasn't putting much effort into their sexual relationship. Not that we saw, right? But because men are single focused, Brad's at, or Cooper's at work. He comes home focused on the kids and there's no moment that we know of where Billy is like dressed up in a sexy outfit or sending him a dirty text or like anything for him to want to desire her and ravish her. So it's a two-way street and Billy is blaming Cooper, but she also has a role in this. Like she needs to speak up about her sexual desires instead of waiting for it to get to this fucked up point point. And this point is now where the trust has been broken. And trust is everything to a man. So I know Billy and Brad haven't cheated, but the trust has been broken because in Cooper's mind, Billy didn't communicate to him. So what else has she not told him? Right? How can he believe her? Because for the past year or two, In his mind, everything's been kind of a lie. Because in his mind, it's like, oh, she's not happy because she's not getting what she wants. She's not feeling desired. She's not feeling wanted, X, Y, Z. And trust is everything to a man. Everything. A lot of men can actually struggle to rebuild trust. Because... Once trust is broken, it can make you question everything, which can then drive you crazy. And you'll eventually just end it because it's like, I can't keep doing this. So trust is everything. If you can't trust someone, you won't be able to be in a secure relationship with them. You'll be insecure. And then you're like, deuces. Like, I I just can't do this. So let's jump forward to when Brad found out that Billy was pregnant in his flashback. His response was shocking and not okay. This was his trauma response. Was he intending to be an asshole? I don't believe that his character was intending to be an asshole. What we do know is that in the show, he appears to be deflecting a lot. Okay? So all we know is that he's being illogical, right? And like later on, we find out that it's his trauma response Like, he's being logical when he's like, you have, you know, two years left on your PhD, right? Like, remember, men are logical, women are more. So, like, for a woman, when she gets pregnant, it's like, you can have zero dollars in your bank account. And you're like, oh, no, like, we're going to figure it out. I'm safe. Like, you could be in the worst case scenario of your life and you'll be like, no, I'm good. And then the logical mind will bring in the logic of, like, you know, like, hey, gotta have some dinero to have kids. Um, and that's where men come in to play. Right. And also another part to this is that a man's logical mind brings in the logic because like just in general, but women that are more in their masculine will be more logical because their body actually produces more testosterone. But as a generalization, men women are more emotional and ladies, if you get triggered by me saying that we are more emotional, then you definitely need to heal your, your feminine because men actually love the fact that we are emotional because they don't have the full capacity to be that way. And that's like our super, that is our superpower, right? And the same way that like And I'm sure someone listening to this is like, oh no, I wish men were actually more emotional. And trust me, like you go date an emotional man and you'll be like, Fuck, Shana was right. Like you don't want a man that's too emotional. Because when a man's too emotional towards a woman in the wrong place, wrong time, it makes us feel unsafe. You want a man who is more logical because then you feel safer around him and your feminine will actually be a lot more expressed and your nervous system will be relaxed. So bottom line, what's his face? Brad is petrified of becoming a father, right? Because then he's like, why would you think that I want to be a father? Look at my upbringing. Like he's just projecting his fear of being a bad dad because he was so hurt. His dad broke him, right? Like broke him to pieces. So he's just like, yeah, this isn't going to happen. Right. And you know, like this can actually happen to women as well. Like women can be petrified of being a mom because their mom and their upbringing was really fucked up. And same thing with like projecting past men on their kids. So let's fast forward to dinner with the four of them, right? Sasha, Brad, Cooper, and Billy. Okay. Fuck. First off, this is not a good idea. Okay. Like Cooper at the beginning of the dinner was not cool. Then he picked up the phone for his coworker, Jessica. Now he's just projecting his trauma and being avoidant and unhealthy because he feels so rejected and his ego is like on the line. Right. So he's just trying to build up his ego. He wants to feel desired by a woman, but like the same way that Billy wants to be desired by a man. I mean, yeah and now he's getting attention from Jessica so he's allowing himself to go into that right and he's actively going to the work function to get the attention and desire from Jessica it is understandable but it doesn't help the situation Jessica is the coworker it it's cooper's boss she's the one who chooses the deals or whatever right he wants to feel desired by a woman the same way that Billy desires Brad and while that's understandable it doesn't help the situation like can you see how neither of them are actually trying to fix this like they're trying to fix it but in a very fucked up way they're not getting to the root it's like oh yeah let's meet Brad for dinner like terrible idea let let me go meet Jessica terrible idea so the, um, Billy and Cooper are being very avoidant Okay. Very, very avoidant. And it's terrible because this sets an example of like, oh yeah, like, and when we're watching this subconsciously, it's like, oh yeah, if I don't communicate and do some shady shit, basically be a toxica. Okay. Like I'm going to end up getting my love story. (laughs) Oh my God. No. Okay, there's no kissing in the rain and there ain't nothing sexy about it. All this is doing is creating a bigger wall in distance between Billy and Cooper. Instead of trying to heal and understand one another, they're just deflecting all of the time. And then Brad talking all night at dinner was so manipulative. That was not good behavior in that... Like, a mature man would have spoken to her separately. Billy, I really don't feel like you're happy. What happened to your PhD? You always wanted to do this. It would come from a heart space. It would be like a, I'm kind of worried about you. And it would have maturity. Manipulation is not maturity. Brad's intentions seemed pure because he didn't think that she was happy. But that was a really wounded way to go about it. Like, he should have talked about it to her in private instead of manipulating her, of, like, questioning, like, hey, you're not happy, right? And, like, even if he said, Billy, I really don't feel like, Billy, like, I I really don't feel like you're happy, like, you know, your PhD was everything for you, you worked so hard, you only had a year left. I'm worried about you. Like, if you are happy, amazing. But I hope that me just mentioning this to you may- will maybe allow you to reconsider, like, whether you're happy. The end. What that does is plant the seed. And if Billy's not happy, she'll realize that in her own time. So when she walks off to the bathroom, that was not helpful for r- Brad to rush after her. I wasn't impressed that. Brad didn't listen to Billy when she's like get out of here and he was very forceful about not leaving so obviously a part of that like our movie romance brains like oh yeah that's super sexy because he's pursuing her now ladies I'm all here for pursuing right masculine feminine pursue me bitch I'm into that but also don't be fucking aggressive about it don't like if I've said a hard stop don't keep going if I said leave the room do not be here I've said please do not be here like body language is everything if I'm like oh no like I don't want you to be here like that's a different case right but still like a man might just be like oh I'm just gonna leave I mean and you know this day and age is very confusing for men because we're like pursue me don't pursue me don't over text me like don't ask me out too many times but we're also like no keep chasing me right so as a man men are like what the fuck do you want right and I I say like read body language but dating a feminine woman generally she'll want you to pursue and if she doesn't then she'll actively like tell you stop pursuing me stop asking period But yeah, the bathroom situation, not helpful. I do like when Sasha came into the restroom though and she stood up for Billy because she was like, I'm not going to be here for this, right? That is a good fucking friend. You know what shitty friends are? Shitty friends are the ones who don't call you out on your bullshit. Shitty friends are the ones who won't tell you that you have spinach in your teeth. And they're afraid to tell you something because they're afraid to trigger you. Good friends are the ones that are like, bitch, get your shit together. That is a good fucking friend. Okay. Next thing is, it was obviously really nice of Brad to take Billy home. Even when he's rejected, he doesn't stop and he's not aggressive about it. So what you would have noticed is that with the bike, he's like, let me take you home. And it was really warm. It wasn't like, I'm going to try to fuck you tonight. Like he was actually being genuine, right? He, I think he's a good guy. He just doesn't go about things the right way. Like he needs to hire me. (laughs) But he definitely continues to pursue her. He's not aggressive, but he is a little manipulative about it. And he says multiple times, like, tell me you're happy and I'll leave you alone. So he is giving her options, right? He's not being crazy forceful, but he is being a bit manipulative. So I'm not going to deny that. So he pursues her without pressure And the ride home was him just being nice. Like you could feel the ride home was him not being attachment. Um, The next thing was the flashback of the library with boy and girl names. So you can also tell he's genuine and has had a lot of trauma here. Because if he was being a dick, he would just be like triggering and all that stuff. But then like when the baby clothes got delivered, like that was, that was genuine because the thing is like with narcissist, narcissist will not apologize. Okay. Narcissists will gaslight, make you wrong. You are wrong. You are wrong. You're wrong. Hey, let's do this tomorrow. It's like a, like what the fuck? Like, the, but they won't say sorry because saying sorry is them admitting to faults. So he's not being narcissistic because he's actually admitting his fault. He is saying he's sorry. So obviously it would have been better if he said sorry in person and there was a full conversation about it because there did need to be a full conversation about it because Billy did obviously forgive him way too easily. Um, like, oh, cute baby biker jacket and take it, right? Like, I appreciate the, what Billy should have said is like, hey, like, I really appreciate the biker jacket is it a baby biker jacket? I think it did. But hey, like I really appreciate the biker jacket, but we really need to talk about this, right? Like, I'm not going to put up with mediocre behavior. That would have been a really good way to draw the boundaries and not be a doormat. Then we move forward to the um the night when Cooper stayed with Francesca. Who the fuck is Jessica? I don't think there's even a Jessica in the show. So Cooper's boss's name is Francesca. You know, I have this thing where I like always, um, I always get names mixed up like Natalie, Nicole, Sean, Shane. Yeah. Like I get this. Okay. Francesca and what was the name? Jessica. Okay. I don't know who Jessica is, but Francesca. Okay. So Damn it. Where was I? Um, so the blackmail from Cooper about the fact that, oh, when he's like, oh, I could have slept with her. I could have slept with Francesca, but I didn't. I was thinking about you all night. What my life would be like without you. That was disgusting behavior. That was really fucked up. That was, that was deep. That was a deep, deep dig. So like he really needs to learn how to communicate better and he needs to learn how to, feel safe to open up because clearly billy is not opening up because she doesn't feel safe right like she has some serious shame around her sexuality and it's being proliferated by the fact that cooper is continuing to shame what she's going through and kind of like how sasha said the best friend right billy's best friend when she was when they were at dinner um And Sasha's like, she's going through her own version of like a midlife crisis or not post. She said postpartum midlife crisis. And yeah, it's not like a Porsche or a motorcycle, but this is her version of it. Like people go through these things. We all have blimps in our lives. We all have moments where we think like the relationship shit and we should break up with someone and like patience is our friend. Patience, compassion, empathy, and openness are so essential. Being in a reactive state gets you nowhere. Being in a responsive state, being open, trying to understand someone's reason for doing something is a driving force, right? Like, it's key to building, to fostering the growth of a partnership. And then... You know, when Cooper said that he could have slept with Francesca and he's like, oh, you need to figure your shit out to Billy. That was like, yes, like he put in a powerful boundary there and he wasn't afraid to draw a line. So yes to that, but no to the I could have slept with Francesca. That part was like, oh, and no to the not coming home at night. That was not good behavior whatsoever. That's not excusable. And he's just being very childish. Cooper needs to take responsibility for this the same way that Billy does as well. Next thing I love the topic for desire for sex when Billy goes to her professor's office and I love that open conversation of how she's wanting desire and sometimes you have to decide between thrill versus safety because you can't have thrill and safety easily at the same time. Fast forward, though, I want to add to this. You can't have thrill and safety when there's a pile of trauma. You can have thrill and safety when there isn't a shit ton of trauma. Because if you have a healthy sexual relationship with your partner, you can create thrilling scenarios that aren't around a trauma bond, and you can have that sense of safety at the same time. So you can have thrill and safety if the people in the relationship are not projecting a pile of trauma and, they, and the thrill is coming from a conscious place and their safety is coming from a conscious place as well. Next, the flashback of when they were in the, when Billy and Brad were in the art gallery where they were flirting with others and then having sex in the stairwell, nothing wrong with that he was really fulfilling a lot of her fantasies. But if he didn't have all that trauma, he would be able to provide her with the safety and all the bomb ass sex, right? So you can have the safety and the hot sex, but the person has has to be trauma free. So if Brad was trauma free, like when he found out about the baby, he could have been like, Oh my God, like we're having a baby. I'm so excited or like the scene where the stepdad was being a dick and Brad threw the glass. And he said all those mean things to Billy on the street in those places. Like if he didn't react that way, he could have provided Billy with safety and thrill. Okay. Now let's talk about the scene where Brad and Billy go to that restaurant by the fireplace, right? Like he's really teasing her and trying to get something out of her which he's being very manipulative and he's wrong, but we also know that his intentions are pure. Meanwhile, Cooper's fucking going crazy at home. Like, you know what? Cooper and Billy are fixing things individually, but not together. They're not trying together and that's what they need to do. They need to understand each other. okay so back to the fireplace right like when they're having drinks we find out about Brad's dad this was so healing for him and this allows you to see like damn you know like it allows you to see that the healing work like even if it's talking to someone and getting the real story it can completely change you like here, I just loved Brad because I was like, oh my god, he's a softy inside, but he puts on quite a show. But I really loved this open heart scene because then we now understand where all this trauma is coming from. And Q working with me one on one, come in for a session, because healing your trauma, it will heal your life. But anyways. Um, fucking idiot when they're like, oh yeah, let's get out of here. Right? Like, I'm like, Billy, why? Like, don't cheat. Cheating is not okay. Just leave Cooper and then go fuck Brad. Don't fuck Brad while you're with Cooper. Hold on to your horses. (laughs) Um, then when she gets home and she's, you know, talking about the, like, when she's talking about like that whole, um... Like the percentage thing of like not having some something fulfilled. I forget what it was. But right there, I want to give you all permission to not think that the hot sex doesn't mean you can't have it all. That scene makes it seem like you can't have the hot sex and the safe, amazing husband. That is incorrect. You can have it all. You just need to be honest with yourself and communicate your desires. Billy clearly has sexual shame, as does Cooper, which is why she didn't you know express that to Cooper Brad and Billy both fucking need trauma work, and Cooper needs to learn how to communicate Someone actually asked me in my dms like if you're if you've been in a relationship and it's always been more vanilla sex, like very basic, not kinky. How do you open up those kind of conversations and have different kind of sex if you're afraid to talk about it? You're afraid to talk about it because you have sexual shame. You're afraid to be really sexually expressed because you're afraid of your sexuality. And I get that. I've been there and I've walked a lot of my clients through this, but you also need to learn to communicate with men. And my program, Let Men Be Men, that is exactly what it dives into. But you can have shame about the fact that you like to have sex and different kind of sex. Like, you know, for example, like, you know, if you go to a bar and you go up to a guy, maybe not like this, but I don't know, maybe you would and just go up to a guy and be like, hey, do you want to fuck tonight? Like, it's about you being expressive. And this is your partner you're talking about. Like, hey, like, I want you to like come in, you know, when you walk in the door, I want you to just grab me and push me up against the wall or spank me or you know I want you to choke me or whatever it is right you are not then afraid to express yourself and like how do you bring this kind of stuff up in conversation especially like if you're afraid to like emasculating your partner it's the way that you communicate okay I'm not gonna like say the how communicating with men because that's all in let men be men. And that's a paid program. And for all the women who have paid for that program, I'm not going to give what's in the program on this free podcast, obviously. But if you need help communicating with your partner about all this stuff, or in just communicating with men better, then you definitely want to get that program. And on top of that, if you do coaching with me, then it really does integrate like the trauma work plus the communication style so it's pretty powerful so now going into episode seven and eight let's talk about Cooper's silent treatment that shit's irritating just to watch because you know him just constantly giving the cold shoulder and being cold towards Billy I'm not saying Billy's in the right but I'm also not saying she's in the wrong Cooper's not any more right than Billy And like, he's not fantasizing about his ex, but Cooper also isn't trying to get to the bottom of the issue. He's not trying to get to the root cause. He's just shaming Billy, which is further fostering her shame for her sexual desires. And this creates more distance between the two of them. Even in your relationships, friendship or romantic, being cold towards giving the silent treatment. When has that ever worked? And when it does work with people, they are very, very wounded, but what you've done is manipulated them and not in a good way. Like it's one thing to manipulate someone when you're, you know, talking differently towards men versus women, like it's not manipulative. I mean, okay. It is a little bit manipulative, but it's really just you communicating in a way that men understand so you're manipulating your usual language but it's not to be a bitch you're actually doing it from a heart space versus being cold it's kind of like this fuck you energy instead of expressing what you're experiencing if that makes sense so it doesn't mean that cooper needs to just express it to billy like but cooper needs to have a boys night go to therapy have a boxing session but instead, he's doing the silent treatment and then trying to be Brad, and that's not really a good idea. So, no silent treatment, please. <laughs> um, and also, when men give the silent treatment to women, it can actually come across worse than when a woman does it to men, because women need safety to open up. We all need it, but safety, but women especially, women need safety to open their heart and their body if you're a man listening to this and you're giving a woman silent treatment, it actually makes us more closed off and unsafe around you. We're not fixers. So we don't necessarily want to fix the issue. We're just going to feel more shitty about ourselves. And we can actually feel more unsafe around you. And even if you stop the silent treatment, that feeling of unsafety can carry through. So Men, you want to be careful if you are giving silent treatment to women because it's going to create a lot of unsafety and that can be really hard to budge. And, you know, obviously women, like, don't give the silent treatment either because it's just fucked up. Learn to communicate. <laughs> but um, in order for a woman to be open and warm, a woman has to feel safe. And men, we just need that non-judgment energy from you. Okay, so Billy's best friend, Sasha, I love her. Like, I love her so much. She has good advice. She's like, you guys need to go to counseling. You need to fix it together. I'm like, fuck yes, girlfriend. Like, that's exactly what I've been talking about these episodes. You know, they need to fix it together, right? Like, she's a total vibe. And then we go to the whole miscarriage scene. Billy and Brad come home from the doctors. Billy mentions you know, at least you're coming to the wedding with me. And he goes silent and he goes, you know, and she's like, what? And then what are you doing? And he wants space. He wants to go to the studio and he kind of blows up because he basically needs space to process like the whole miscarriage. Billy doesn't understand this, you know, that he needs to process his own grief. And she made it a whole her thing, right? Like, oh, Brad's doing this again. He's constantly, you know, doing this and she does throw that in his face a lot like oh you're always leaving like and I don't like that shit like constantly throwing someone's wounding at them especially for men that shame you put on someone it's not motivating for them to fix it instead you know he should have been like babe I'm not going anywhere like I'm here but I need xyz right and the whole like her basically like throwing the wounding it just fucks everything up and you know what ladies and gentlemen space is so necessary it can be underestimated people think like you need to be with each other 24 7 no like when you are processing something you want space from them because you love them because you need to be able to process it so you're not just projecting snapping and getting angry like space is never a bad thing you know, space can actually bring people together. It makes you realize what you do want, what you don't want, how you want to show up, how you don't want to show up. Space is healthy. Finally, when they talked at, um, when Billy and Cooper, when they talked, she was on the swing or something like in the backyard. And he said, I felt alive when I was with Francesca That was a really fucked up thing of Cooper to do and say, like, he's basically like, oh, I could desire to, but that was not helpful at all. Please don't do that to your partner because you know what? At the end of the day, you always want to behave in a way that no one can ever say bad about you, even if they're being a complete fuck face, okay? Like, even if someone is being a total fuck face, like, not to say that I'm a doormat. I will definitely put my boundaries And even if that means, like, retaliating, kind of, and calling them out on their shit. But you always want to be able to have people say nice things about you. So, Cooper, that was just stupid. Like, to be like, oh, yeah, Francesca made me, you know, feel alive. And I think, you know, Cooper... Like, most people would have thought that Cooper was in the right and Brad was wrong... And it's actually not that black and white. Cooper's not right, and Brad's not wrong. Cooper's not wrong, and Brad's not right. It's a very complicated scenario, and they're both very different. Like, there's valid arguments for both. Like, same thing with Billy. She's not right or wrong. It's just... It is a loaded situation. So, finally, when Billy and Cooper talked... I was like fuck yeah finally like it's time you know when they said like what do we do right and then he's like oh I don't know I was just like oh my god that's so unhelpful men if a woman says to you what do we do and you're like I don't know oh my god (sighs) we lose trust we lose this feeling of you've got me So even if you don't know what to do, you say, I'm going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. I will let you know, give me 48 hours and I will find something to do something to figure out. And then when they're setting the table, right. And with that mom, Trish with the blonde hair and Billy turns to Cooper and Cooper kind of gives her like a cold look. I was like, Oh my God, like, cooper grow the fuck up like take some communication classes so the thing is here in order to have good communication with a partner you have to have non-judgment okay like the whole non-verbal cues cold shoulder, stares that shit That doesn't put Billy in an expansive energy of like, I feel supported, I feel safe, we're going somewhere, I can express myself. Cooper is wanting Billy to explain herself, but Cooper isn't creating an environment in which Billy can feel safe to explain herself. If Cooper said to Billy, babe, I want to know every fucking kinky desire, there's no judgment, I want to know this, so I can start maybe opening myself up to this, because there's parts or maybe all of it that I really want to try, like, let me know. Then they could fucking do it, right? Like, they could work it out. They could figure it out. Like, if the energy was non-judgmental, then Billy would probably open up. But Cooper has not provided that. He's constantly, like, shaming and saying you're in the wrong. If I was Billy, I would not feel safe to have that conversation and share what I'm feeling either. And it's not like... Cooper has given Billy any space to breathe and think about what she's wanting. I know what she wants, but Billy hasn't really understood what it is that she does want. Billy's confused between old fantasies and like, oh, you can't have sex in safety, not feeling desired. And as she said to the therapist, she wants to feel desired. She wants to feel desired, but she hasn't communicated that to Cooper. Cooper. She doesn't been like, babe, I want you to make me feel desired. When you come home, I want you to rip my clothes off, put me on the kitchen bench. Like, if that's what she wants, she needs to say that to him. Because she can say, like, I want to feel desired. And he could be like, oh, yeah, I desire you. But that's not what she wants. She wants to be, like, ravished, right? So, next thing, the wedding, when Brad is making out with that bartender brad for reals like keep your trauma in your pants boy like self-sabotage is the perfect way to avoid up-level expansion growth sometimes when something big is about to happen in our lives you know we all have our things you have to catch yourself and not self-sabotage like self-sabotage is a very sneaky way that you don't, you know, pick up on it. Unless until you're super self-aware like me, you can often pick up on it. And then you'll self-sabotage because you don't feel safe for this next level of your life, this new thing coming in or whatever it is. And it's not like a, you don't deserve it or you're not worthy of it, or you can't hold it yet. It's actually that the overwhelm of the unknown and something new can be so overwhelming, for lack of a better word, for your nervous system that your body literally goes like, fuck that, I'm out. Because in the caveman days, that amount of overwhelm wouldn't be a good thing. So when you work with me, I do teach how to expand your nervous system. And this actually allows you to hold more of this energy so you don't self-sabotage yourself. Because you don't want to sabotage your next <laughs> next level, your big thing, you know? Whether it's relationships, career risks. Like, always ask, what is my next edge? What is it that would scare the fuck out of you to do? And just do the damn thing. Like... Maybe it's doing Instagram lives, maybe it's traveling solo, whatever the fuck it is. If it scares you, just do it. I know it sounds so much easier said than done, but just do it. And then you overcome it. And then you're like, okay, what's, what do we do from here? What's the next level? I also want to take this opportunity to say that, you know, men have as much trauma as women. And men, please don't kid yourself. You have as much trauma as we do. Maybe not as much trauma around not feeling safe in society or walking down a dark street at night, but you have trauma around intimacy, sexuality, validation, feeling insecure, or feeling like you're not mad enough, right? Like, You might have trauma around, like, am I pleasing her enough? Am I giving her what she wants? Trauma around, am I not making enough money? Can I provide? Like, pressure from society, right? Men have their own trauma and pressures from society. And I know that, and I see that. And, ladies, I invite you to be aware of that as well. Like, especially when you've done your inner healing work. Becoming aware about this... Is so crucial. So, men and women, we all have a shit ton of trauma alike, and it's so important for us to see the best in each other. And you know, sometimes the way that Billy communicates with Brad, of like, oh, you're doing this again, your dad was right, blah, 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 like that is not supportive. That's not seeing the best in him, right? Being supportive is like, babe, why do you keep doing this? Like, I'm not putting up with this anymore. I know you can do better. I know you want to do better. I see that in you. And remember, not but. And I'm no longer going to stand here and watch you self-sabotage our relationship. If you want me, you need to fix your shit. That is supportive. But constantly shaming him for his stuff, that is not supportive, ladies. So don't do that. Men, don't do it to women either. No one likes to be shamed. Especially, yeah, just men versus women. You know, when it comes to men versus women, if you shame a woman, she'll kind of use that shame as motivation. She does it for acceptance because we women need acceptance and validation and love and attention to feel, quote, safe. Men don't need that. So if you shame a man, he's just going to go back into his cocoon, his shell He's not going to work on himself. So, shaming is a no-no, especially for men. And that's why I do a lot of emasculation work. You know, my program, Let Men Be Men, is basically all about that. Um, It's a really powerful program that helps you communicate with men better. So, deep down, ladies, give space to men. Practice patience. We need to focus on understanding each other in a deep way. Like really seeing someone else and holding their highest vision and still having boundaries and still standing strong in your truth. It means seeing the best and drawing the boundaries. So I will say, fuck yes to Billy for finally drawing the the line when she's like get your shit together she could have done it better but you know yeah and I think it's really important for you to to hear this kind of shit because watching those kind of shows it subconsciously plants seeds of like oh yeah if I do this then he'll come back or whatever you know and I mean if he does come back you're both in some kind of trauma bond but if you are with someone who is someone like if you are with someone who's disrespecting you please don't go back to them Like, your higher self wouldn't want that. But if you do, then you're in a trauma bond. And, bitch, that is just an opportunity for you to work on shit. So, let's fast forward to the sex party. Okay. First off, ladies and gentlemen, what sets apart friendships versus romantic relationships? Sex. And... (laughs) Sex makes romantic relationships different to friendships, okay? The sex party, I was like, fuck yes, right? And... So there's so much shame around experimental things, right? About, like, keeping things spicy, X, Y, Z. But 99% of us actually get bored with the same kind of sex, right? And what happens when we get bored of the same sex... We stop having it. And then the spark dies out. And then we think we need to break, out, break up. But really, you just need some bomb ass legs. And people think that like three years in, you're still going to have spicy sex randomly on a Tuesday. Not always. You have to put effort in. Every relationship needs effort. Friendship, romantic, working relationships, all relationships need effort. And that might mean going to a sex party or role play, new toys, new outfits, whatever it is, right? Being spicy. We need, you need to actually become aware that we need to constantly spice things up and allow there to be change all the time in our relationships or we just get bored, especially when it comes to romantic relationships, like in order for it to be like hot. Yeah. Like we get, if it gets boring, we're just like, peace out. Right. (sighs) you don't want to be in the same routine mundane shit. Like go on adventures, try something new. Even if it's like cooking a new meal, right? Do, do different things. We need diversity and spontaneity, especially in the bedroom, okay? Like, for example, like, jobs, right? Like, if you do the same shit every fucking day, mm, yeah, that shit's just mad boring, right? Like, we need diversity. So at the sex party, um, Billy is very push and pull. And poor Cooper is trying with all he's got. He's trying to do what he thinks is right, right? Like he's trying to do what he thinks Billy wants. Katrina, the friend, Trisha, whatever the fuck her name is, she, the blondie bitch, she steps in to give Cooper a blowjob. And Billy is so uncomfortable And Katrina, whatever that bitch's name is, she is comfortable, right? Like, even though Billy was expressed back then, it was heavily influenced by the adrenaline from Brad, which actually changes how you show up, right? And now Billy's just, like, feeling uncomfortable and not using her voice to say no. And then she's sitting there with her tears welling up in her eyes, and Cooper's looking at her. And Billy's, like, frozen in shock, and, you know, Cooper goes through with it like, Cooper's like, yeah, go for it, and he's doing it because he's, like, desperate to be, like, Brad, like, he hasn't gone through the route and, or anything, you know, like, another thing is, like, you don't go from zero to 100 when it comes to sex, like, you don't go from, like, having little to no sex, no spicy sex, and jumping to a sex party, like, that shit has to be built up, okay, like, That is a hell of a way for everyone's trauma to explode out of them because that's trigger central. Cooper needs to learn to read women's emotions and to be smart and communicate. He's literally looking at his wife standing right in front of him and he can't see how upset she is. And he says, go for it. I understand why he said, go for it. And at the same time, He didn't even think about the repercussions that it could cause. Billy is fragile. He is fragile. Like, going from shitty sex to a sex party with all the shit that's going on with them is the worst idea in the fucking world. I don't understand what they thought was going to happen because they can't even keep it spicy in their own bedroom in their own home like why would you walk into a sex party which honestly is like the top of the kinky ladder for a lot of people like why would you walk into a sex party thinking they're gonna feel safe when they can't even feel safe to get kinky at home I just don't understand it but poor Billy dude I was bawling on the scene he is so oblivious Cooper is so oblivious but like also getting a blowjob from a friend yeah no okay that is not good especially when your wife is watching and she is not consented like she is bawling and of course she storms out fair enough and Cooper starts a fight like Jesus again they just need to hire me then we're going to talk about when Brad kicks Billy out this scene was so disgusting what a fucking douche he's being a total asshole right now and he has created this whole scenario that hasn't even happened he's made it up in his head as if it's happened and he's reacting and it gives him motive to like let it out even though it hasn't happened so that was like the last straw poor fucking billy that's all i have to say It just goes to show how when you don't fix your trauma, even if it seems small, even if you seem to have your shit together, with what we know, all Brad's trauma is, like the main trauma that everything kind of stemmed from is his dad leaving, and that's still a big trauma, but just imagine how many of you have that plus everything else. Bullying, sexual trauma, eating disorders, comparisonitis, no drawing boundaries, abuse, parents talking down to you, mom being verbally abusive, alcohol abuse, God knows what else, right? I've seen it all. <laughs> I've literally seen it all. So imagine how that is affecting you and you are blissfully unaware. Black Brad is unaware. He'll realize it sometimes, but he's unaware of just how traumatized he is from all this stuff. So, I want you to reflect on that and think about how much better your life would be, men and women, how much better your life would be if you just talked to heal your shit. If you just showed up to heal your shit. I guarantee you your life will do a complete 180 and you'll be so grateful for yourself that you made that small but big decision because that will impact you beautifully for all the years left in your beautiful little human amazing life, right? So then the marriage proposal, right, with Brad, I was just like, what the fuck? And then Cooper's in bed and he's blaming Billy for putting darkness inside of him I'm so over Cooper at this point. He's like, he's a baby bitch. He really is. He's just a baby bitch. The more I see this behavior, I'm just like, oh, why? Because a man would just communicate, right? Like, open your mouth, stop being wounded, and the way you're communicating and acting, it's just childish at this point. So when, when Cooper blames Billy for putting the darkness inside of him finally, he says, I've tried to become someone else for you. So he finally admits that, that he's trying to be Brad. And it's really important for you to be honest with your partner about sexual needs, wants and values. Because when you're not, this kind of stuff happens. And you never want your partner to change, right? So question, do you and your partner have the same preferences? Because sex is so important in a relationship, and you have to make sure you're on the same page. I could never be with someone who had a lower libido than me. I need to be with someone who has the same or a higher libido because it would destroy me if I wanted to have sex all the time and he didn't because he was busy or tired. I don't tolerate that shit. Like, I know my wants, I know my needs, I know my desires. And I know that I want to be wanted. Now, that doesn't mean that I want to be wanted 24-7. It means I need to be wanted for two hours a day. That's it. And presence, right? Presence with sex, presence with dates, well, whatever it is. You need to know your needs and values. Period. When Cooper goes to see Brad secretly... I kind of want Brad to end up with Billy because he's hot and that's really the only reason. But I'm glad we didn't see that storyline. Otherwise, it would have fed the addictive trauma narrative, which we actually don't want to be doing. So it was really mature of Brad to finally tell Cooper to like, hey, take care of her. And I was really proud of that moment with Brad. I was like, oh my God, like he's being so mature. Like, because Brad's like, Well, the real question is, are you going to take care of her? He stepped down, and that is a true man. I was very, very happy in that moment. Um, And then, like, that's a true man. That's a true man. Because, you know, like, a real man, a true masculine embodied man would be like, I'm still in love with you, and I'm worried that you're not happy if there's any inkling that you're not happy, please just listen to that because I want you to be happy in your life and seeing you, I just feel like something's off. That would be a good thing for a man to say, but the whole bathroom scene and that other episode, you're not happy. I know that pressure, mm -mm. like not a vibe, not a way to go about it, but like when a person's really talking, it's so attractive and you know, like The way someone responds to you when you're declining them or something. So when you're declining someone or you're like, hey, I don't want to see you or you're breaking up and they go like haywire and get defensive or narcissistic or manipulative or gaslight you, you're like, thank you. My point proven. I'm glad I just did this because this is not the true you. Versus when you broke up with someone or whatever. And they're just like, I'm really sad because I really wanted to work this out. I was enjoying our time together, getting to know you. But obviously, if you're not feeling it, then I respect that. Cool. That response, like, if a dude gave me that response, I'd be like, hmm, maybe I do want to date you, right? So a response can actually point... A response of an individual can actually point you in the right direction of, like, whether you really want to be with them or not, and what they're about. Like, how much they've healed their shit. Okay, so now the scene with the school fair. Actually, ladies and gentlemen, more so mothers and fathers, the amount of parents that have to suppress their emotions to protect their kids... My God, that would be so hard. And if you do that enough, you're actually wiring yourself to suppress your emotions and triggers. And it's so important that if you are a parent that you know how to process your emotions, your triggers and upset moments and whatever. Because you wanna be able to get it out of your system when your kids are out of the room. Because you don't want to suppress it. It's so important, like to do that internal work, and teach your children as they get older as well, so, you know, even with Billy, like, she was constantly suppressing, like, her tears, her guilt, her shame, you know, for the, she was hiding it all for the sake of her son, and she needs to express it in a healthy way, right, and then, Jesus, these other moms, right, it's just, like, fucking judgment galore, these women are just projecting, the fact that they are fucking miserable and then they're shaming her for questioning things and obviously when women are judging you they're judging themselves that goes across the board with anyone if someone's judging you they're judging themselves doesn't make it any less painful but you know if they were fulfilled in their lives they'd be like you do you I'm gonna do me right but there's judgment and there's like You're, I'm better than you, this and that kind of bullshit, right? Um, So I really like how Cooper stood up for Billy. Actually, they both stood up for themselves in their relationship at the school firm. I really like the scene where Sasha says that we mold ourselves and shape ourselves based on our own truths. Everyone's idea of a perfect relationship is different. So for me, sex is important. I don't care how safe the guy is. If the sex wasn't hitting the spot, honestly, my mind would wander too. So many of us aren't honest with our true wants and needs, and we put ourselves in these damn boxes and throw away the key. And the thing is, your desires will eventually bubble up to the surface, and a lot of people will try to attain them in an unhealthy way. Or they'll fucking explode. So... In the end, I mean, we all know what happens in the end. Well, actually, we kind of don't know because I'm pretty sure there's going to be a season two. But obviously, Billy is not deeply happy. She's trying with Cooper, but she's not satisfied. She's happy, but she's not deeply, deeply satisfied. Yes, she has a partner that will be by her side, but does that mean she's satisfied? No. She wants to feel led just because she feels safe does not mean she feels desired wanted adored or led she's not turned on by life she's not getting all these other needs met and then she admits it's not enough and i'm just like oh my god bitch yes we've been knowing this from the beginning but the truth is it's not enough when you are signing up for a romantic relationship We are human beings. We are sexual beings. We want sex. We want to feel adored. We want to feel desired. Otherwise, hang out with your buddies. The end. (sighs) Okay, and then, bam. My favorite words. Fuck me. So fucking juicy. I am honestly so ecstatic for the next season. It's going to be red hot I am so glad that you guys have loved these episodes so much. I've been getting a lot of really great, amazing um, feedback. And I hope these, quote, real-life examples have allowed you to kind of put what I've been teaching for so long into more perspective and whatnot. So, yeah, it's been fine to, to do this. I hardly ever watch TV and... You know netflix and stuff but this was fun to do to watch not once but twice um i hope you loved this mini series on sex life and so as a reminder if you've already listened to my episodes i highly recommend listening to it multiple times because every single time you're gonna receive new codes new downloads new insight and um if you're interested in working with me then definitely check out my website shakti.com and a reminder that all my paid content is a million times more in depth, transformational, all that jazz because I give you the how in all the paid content. So, you can really embody all this stuff in your life and not just understand it. Like the podcast is just understanding it and then the programs are actually the how, how to change your life, how, your energy, your aura, all that beautiful, juicy stuff. So I hope you love this episode and do not forget if you want to book a session to check out my website. I also have my courses up live now. So go through them, see what resonates, follow the call. If it feels like a full fuck body, yes, then hey, go for it. Don't wait for it because I will be raising the rates for my courses by the end of the year. And last request is that doing these podcasts does take time out of my day. So a simple energy exchange is for you to do a review. If you haven't already, it literally takes a minute, possibly less. Open up your iTunes app, click write a written review, and you can leave a sentence or two with an emoji or whatever it is. It'll be a simple value exchange and I really appreciate. So thank you. I hope you got lots of inspiration and empowerment from today's episode. I'd be really grateful if you could leave a review or share this podcast so I can live my purpose to help other women claim their divinity. To work with me or stay inspired, follow me on Instagram at Bloom Shakti or check out my website, BloomShakti.com.